0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mr. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, I appreciate everybody not starting without me. So. This thing is how I, I never get here on time. So I appreciate everybody that came to the party yesterday. We had a blast. Literally. All these children running around the park shooting each other. Then there was the kids. <laughs> no. no. one of the one of the highlights of the party was when Chris came charging into the park with uh, his barrel blazing and his war cry. It's awesome. It it made my day. So I decided I was too old and decrepit for that sort of thing. So I just stood around and talked to the adults. No we had a we had a great time, so so last night uh, uh Zoe was sick you know at the party she like had a fever start up while she was there and uh by ten o'clock she uh she was up to hundred and five point three and thought okay <laughs> and uh you know, but I read this quote this week I thought was really interesting and I, and I'm not quoting it exactly, but he said, uh, I have never prayed for something, but that it did not happen. You know, maybe tomorrow, next month, next year, five years hence, but in some way, usually in some way I would have never thought of it, it happened. And so, uh, you know, Wednesday night, Ron was talking about how we like to see that miracle thing happen right then, and if it doesn't, then we get all,
1: oh no, it didn't work, oh. And uh,
0: but like he said, I'm satisfied that God answers prayer, and we pray for something, and that's enough for me that He does it. And uh, in fact, Jeremy was homesick on Wednesday night, and uh, uh, Cynthia uh, prayed for him, and his fever broke right then. You know, and so then, of course, we prayed for Zoe naturally, and it didn't break right then. So I was like, "Well, but that's okay, because we're gonna do, you know, just the obvious things that you would do. You know, put her in the bath and give her some medicine because she finally, finally would take it. And uh, um, you know, I, I texted a few people for prayer, and and uh, and that was around 10 o'clock. It was. Over 105. By 11, it was 103. Or I mean, 101. Eh, point something or other. And this morning, she uh, uh, she was totally cool and woke up all happy and enough that Cynthia was like maybe we should just all go to church. But it's like after eight o'clock already and nobody's dressed. <laughs> so, but of course, you know the boys were ready to stay home and put together all of Jeremy's cool stuff. So. Yeah, so they they sent me off and said to call me, tell me how church went. Oh, everybody hates missing church, so especially when you know this makes three services in a row she missed. She was just like pulling her hair out this morning, but so I know she'd appreciate your prayers. But but uh, you know i was we prayed for Zoe and I just thought you know what, I'm, I'm satisfied that God answers prayer, and He didn't. Tell us that she was going to, you know, get this terrible fever and go blind or something. It's like he didn't, he didn't say anything like that. So she has a fever. We're going to pray. And we're just going to trust the Lord. And and that's what God does. So like I said a few weeks ago, somebody come up and testify about God letting you down. And everybody laughed. Like, I love you guys. You're so well trained. So, uh, go with me over to 1 John chapter 4. Now, it's hard to believe that uh, Jeremy is nine. It's like, where does the time go? Remember the, the very first time Ron asked me to minister at the church was on uh, it was on a Sunday in September of 2007, and Jeremy was born on Monday morning. So that was kind of cool. So I always kind of remember how those kind of came together. Um, So I appreciate the stuff that God does. I just I kept thinking of this verse here in this chapter this week. I just it just kinda I heard a song that, that quotes it and then it just kinda stuck in my head all week long. And and I came over to read it this morning and or last night I mean and uh uh you know, it's funny because uh I w- I was telling Ron the other day, it's like, you know, I on Saturday I, I go to pray and you know, get ready for the Sunday school, and the last few weeks, it's just been like, oh my
1: gosh, banging my head
0: against the wall in my office. Like, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere, you know what I mean? Because, you know, sometimes prayer feels that way. But uh, I would always have some, you know, something that he would give me to talk about, and it would feel very fuzzy on the details. It's like I had a subject, and that was about it. And and uh, and then I would show up on Sunday morning, and just and God would just really bless it. And it's like, well, I sure appreciate that. Because there's nothing like thinking everybody's going to be staring at you. And there's nothing quite like just, so yeah, I didn't really have anything else. I, that's about it. So uh, I, I found it amusing this week that, you know, my my day was very full yesterday. And uh got to bed really late and overslept and uh, woke up to my cat, Jumping up and uh clawing me while I was still asleep uh, that was my alarm clock this morning. Like, cats are funny, you know I've never been a big pet person, but he, he he's he's uh he's he's kind of entertaining you know he'll we have these little scratch marks all over the walls in our house where he'll just come running through the house in a blur and then I mean, it's like a cartoon because he tries to get traction on the on the laminate, you know. And it's like his feet are moving; he's not going anywhere, and then he just takes off, and and he'll just he'll take this flying leap at the walls, and then just claw them all the way down. And uh, so, yeah, Chris was like, "Hey, are those like little scratch marks from your cat." Is like, actually, they are. It's like, oh, I was kidding. I
1: was like, no,
0: they they are. And it's funny because cats, it's like they have some sort of appointment book in their head. They're like, oh, I'm supposed to be in the kitchen right now. <laughs> like, well, and, and our cat, he's really goofy, too, because he mews at you like he wants your attention. But he goes in the other room and he'll just go in the other room. Like every, everybody's in here and he goes in here. It's like, well, we're all in here. If you want to hang out, come in here, man. Of course, he's a kitten, so it's like, I I keep trying to remind myself, he's like a kid. And uh, kids and adults alike are often unreasonable, so, (laughs) but, you uh, you know, it was a great day yesterday. I was thinking back, I added up, we've had 19 birthday parties that we've thrown for our children, you know, one for every kid every year. He's telling Jeremy, he's like, You know how many birthday parties I had when I was a kid? He's like, How many? Zero. Like, oh. like, what? He's like, I never had a single birthday party with my friends growing up. So, lucky you. But uh Um But I was just thinking, out of all of those birthday parties that we've had, that was probably the one of the most peaceful ones I've, that we've ever had. It was just really, really fun and really blessed. And, I mean, the weather was really cooperative. I was afraid it was going to be all mucky out, and it wasn't. And had a grand old time. And then this morning I got this really interesting text from my dad, so you could keep this in prayer. He uh, he texted asking how Zoe was doing, and, and uh, I told him how she had the really high fever last night, and it came down and everything. And... Uh, and he texted back that he was glad to hear she was better. He's like, "I prayed for you guys last night, like I do every day." And I, I, I just kind of stared at my phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, "Seriously?" Wow. You no, know, the guy that I, 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 when my mom had cancer, I gave him both a Bible, and uh, um, his his is in the living room, but it appears to be undisturbed. You know, it's always in the same place, and it never—it doesn't ever look like it's been messed with. So I don't know, but uh, I found that quite interesting because you just never know about people. You know, and it's like I—I I always believed there was that, that God was real uh, in that like kind of sense of you've never met Him, never had any sort of encounter with Him, and you just sort of follow me. Why wouldn't He be? And uh, um, so. You know, I mean, I used to pray every day when I was a heathen. You know, I had like this kind of little formula thing that I did, you know, because I thought, well, that's what you do. I mean, if he's out there, I'll at least, you know, talk to him. And, uh, so I'll, you know, I, I have confidence that God knows how to take you from that place to, uh, having a real relationship with him. So, interesting thing that that, that would happen. Uh, in 1 John 4. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And I find that interesting. You know, we all know, uh, we're all familiar with this scripture and, you know, familiar with how this is one of the classic verses where uh some translations totally ruin what it's saying you know i know the niv says that uh, every spirit that confesses jesus christ was come in the flesh like but that's entirely different than is because there's past you know it's like i have a third grader he's learning this kind of thing there's past tense and there's present tense it's like you know there's one or the other it's not they're not the same thing and uh and your tenses have to agree. And so, that he was come in the flesh would be, well, who doesn't think that? The Muslims think that. You know, the Muslims would tell you that Jesus Christ was a real person that walked on the earth and everything. Uh, but to, that to say that he is come in the flesh is an entirely different matter because what God is after is his church becoming one with him, the Word made flesh. Uh, in his church not just in him and so that would be you know and it takes faith in god to to reach out and take a hold of that to uh and to to believe that wow that that really is what god wants for my life because it seems so presumptuous well but, but like we talked about last week that's you know god would like for us to presume upon those things and that's why he spent book after book in the New Testament, spelling it out that this is what I want for you. This is my intention. This is what I paid this uh, terrible price for is for this stuff to happen in your life. So every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So does He live in me? Does He live in you? Then He would be come in the flesh. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist wherever you've heard that it should come. And even now, it's already in the world. And uh, and certainly, uh, you know, I mean, the world's always been wicked. And when you look at the way the world was when uh, when the New Testament was being written, surely it's not much worse now, if, if it even is, you know. but But we're... You can look around everywhere and see that that how the the spirit of the world is becoming more and more uh bold to be to have this hatred for God and this hatred for everything christian and uh um, and so indeed we've heard that it should come and now it's already in the world and and it's uh you know i I went to do this estimate the other day and I've been dealing with this this woman over the the email, and her name was Sean, which I thought was strange, uh, and then I sent them this little thing to fill back, fill out, they never do. This lady actually filled it out and sent it back, and there was this other woman's name on it, and that's what I said, and uh, <laughs> like, I'm getting ready to go to this estimate, and I thought, oh, no, I really hope this isn't two women buying a house together, and I was thinking, you know, honestly, we really need God to lead us, because I don't know how we could avoid doing business with that type of client for much longer you know it's like you know how am i supposed to just be like oh well sorry we don't serve gays you know <laughs> it's like we would be out of business tomorrow um, but uh uh I, I showed up and it turned out that uh sean was the the other woman's daughter and that her it was her elderly parents moving here from another state and she was trying to get this house all squared away for i was <sighs> Okay, good. But the you know that you know that kind of thing is everywhere, and you know, and when you find somebody that's that's tender, it's such a nice thing. It's like, oh man, you know, when you find somebody that that wants to talk about the Lord. You know, I wasn't quite sure what to make of that lady that I picked up on Sunday. I couldn't quite figure her out. There there was just no or Friday I'm sorry. There was no door to talk to her. I tried. Um, But, uh, you know, she looked at me and, uh, you know, thanked me for giving her a ride and stuff. And she's like, you know, not all men are safe. I appreciate you, you know, bringing me home. I was like, oh, no problem. She's like, you want to come in? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Thank you. But, uh, well, you know, because she, she asked me if I wanted to get out and see something beautiful. And I was like, uh, okay, I mean, I, I guess if she tries to, like, assault me, I could probably take her, so I <laughs> uh, so i get out of a van, and I, I go back there, and she shows me this dog, and I'm like, oh, okay, pretty, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she invited me in, and I was oh, it's okay, I, I really got to get home, you know, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm picturing like, you know, like 15 deadbolts automatically going, like, locking behind <laughs> me as soon as the door shuts. Like oh dear, so again I figured as long as she didn't pull a gun on me, I would probably be all right. But just in case, so but you know, but there was just no open door there. So I thought, darn. I was like, I was wishing that there would be. But here's where I wanted to get to, really. I just I don't like to read things out of context, you know. And uh, it's easy to just you know take this verse here and this verse here, and you and you know you can do that if you if you're not twisting it, but. I just, I like to begin at the beginning. You can tell i sat under Ron's ministry for a long time. So it's like, where should I start? Oh, verse one. So, uh, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. So, you know, uh, I think it was last week we were talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory, and how. That's that's precisely what God wants to do is come and live in your flesh. He wants to live inside of you, and have the world see Him in you. And, uh, uh, and I love this because He says that you know, greater is He that, that's in you than is in the world, because the, uh, you
1: know, and it's
0: not just that that anti God spirit that's rising up in the world, but it's to me, this is just talking about everyday life. Everything that you encounter in life, God is greater than. You know, I, I think I talked about that sometime months ago. You know, if you could, if you wrote it out in like a mathematical equation, like, you know, "God is greater than everything else." You know, Jeremy was actually just learning those, and he was just looking at the these little symbols and trying to understand that it. It just makes a difference which way it's pointing, what it means. You know, but he finally got it. But, I like that because it's just he's greater than everything else, and so you know he you know you don't have to worry about him abandoning you, you know you don't have to worry about him just deciding that well this this is just not working out for me, so later see ya you know he and he knows how to put you in places that are uncomfortable and you know, lately I've been in this place. I feel like one of those little keychains where you squeeze it and the eyes come out like this. You know. So I've always heard Ron talk about God squeezing on you and, you know, putting you on the wheel until you're, you know, busy. And I always thought, huh, that sounds uncomfortable. I, I can't really think of any experiences like that in my life. I'm like, okay, well, here we go. Um. But it's precious how God does that stuff because uh, it, it works things in your life that you wouldn't take back, and, and you're, you're glad that that happened. You know, it's like I, I look back just over the last month, and, and I can see how God has changed things in my life where I, I feel like I'm not the same person I was just last month. You know, and and so I appreciate how God does that. And uh, um, and I was thinking of how how much like my dad. Uh, I am about a lot of things and uh, and thinking of, you know, how God has forced me out of my comfort zone and, and how nobody likes being forced out of their comfort zone. I like my comfy blankie and my insulated, I don't have to talk to anybody kind of lifestyle, you know. And uh, it's like, okay, well, you know, but I was thinking, you know, when God does stuff in your life, you know, the then other people benefit from it. And and I was thinking about my kids, thinking I grew up just like my dad. And so it's like I have this confidence and this hope that, you know, I see the things that God's doing in my life, and I'm thinking, okay, so hopefully my kids will grow up with that, not with the other thing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Because I told the kids, you know, it's like you guys will, you know, what you grow up with will seem normal to you. And so I want this that you're growing up with to be normal. Like Saturday morning, you know, sitting around the living room, uh, reading the Word of God together, and and, uh, and that kind of thing. That, you know, that's normal. And and uh, so you know, it's like when I when I was growing up, that seemed like the furthest thing from normal you could imagine. You know, it's like Sunday morning was for watching TV and sleeping in, not going to church. That's that's what I grew up with. So. <laughs> To tell my kids were uh, kind of going. You know, they were a little anxious because Cynthia was talking about, "Well, Zoe's doing so well. Maybe we'll come to church this morning." And uh, you know, they kind of had a good poker face, but Jeremy was really looking forward to putting together that big Lego set. I got it. And he kind of already had it all planned out in his head. He and Levi were going to work on this thing together all day. And, and uh, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, we could. <laughs> like oh man buddy i love you exactly, okay. but greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world so um so hold that thought for just a moment and over here in first john five i think uh i think this would be really great to just put right on the end of that uh, and I actually came across this, I was just skimming through the book looking for that verse in, in chapter 4, and I, I missed it, but I came across this. It says in verse 4, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So, I like that because there's not, it's not like it's this great Herculean thing, you know what? What is it that he said here in in four and five? What is it that he said that that you're gonna do? Yeah. You know, you know, name me something. You know, uh, I I think maybe in in verse nineteen it says that you know, like thou shalt pray three hours a day every day without <laughs> fail, and, and and thou shalt help little old ladies across the street and and you know memorize your Sunday school quarterly which i'm working on and uh <laughs> but uh no he doesn't say any of that stuff you know uh um he he says that uh who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the son of god because if you if you believe that he is who he said he is then everything else in this book applies to you. You know, you you can't you can't cherry-pick God, you can't put God on the box. It's you you kind of have to take the whole thing and and let him do what it is that he does. You know, I, I'd hear these songs that talked about God being like wild and unpredictable and I always thought that's kind of weird. You no, know, but over the years I you know, I wouldn't say that he's wild and unpredictable, but you can't put him in a box. You know, and that was what I told Cynthia last night when we prayed for Zoe and, the and I, you know, her fever didn't go away right then. I said, well, does that, you know, does that make you feel like something's wrong? It's like, well, yeah, actually it does. <laughs> because I prayed for Jeremy and it went away. I was like, okay, but you can't put God in a box. Yeah. And so I'm satisfied that he does this stuff, you know, and then. Uh, we went ahead and took her temperature, and I was anxious when you know because the numbers just you know normally they go up kind of slow, it just rocketed way up really high, and you know when you take your their temperature under their armpit, you have to add a degree, so I'm looking at this number and I'm doing math in my head, and I was thinking, oh man, you know when once when I did the math and came up with hundred and five point three, then i you know I felt anxious. But I realized that, it's like, well, yeah, but what did you just say? You know, it's like, you know, do, does a few degrees make any difference to God? Do, can he? Is, is he worried about it? Did he? Did he warn you that, hey, this is, you know, no. So, uh, you know, and she was just laying there, all listless and half unconscious, and always you know, like, okay, hey, honey, let's take some medicine, and we're gonna put you in the bath. And before she had been just totally uh adamant she did not want anything and we were we were contemplating you know okay either you take this drink this medicine or we have the other stuff that we stick up your butt which one do you want you know because we figured that faced with those choices i mean any reasonable person (laughs) would just drink the medicine you know but uh um but no, she just sat up and she's like, okay, I'll take it. You know, I didn't, we didn't even have to do that. It's like, you know, you, okay, we want you to take this. We're going to put you in the bath. I think she was miserable enough at that point that, you know, she was ready for something to change. But, you know, but, uh, but God does those things. And, and when, you, when you decide that, uh, that, that you trust God and you, and you say stuff like that, then God's going gonna to call you out on it and, and test it out. You know, just like the story Ron was telling the other night about, uh, he's had this seemingly unimportant conversation with his dad. Well, not unimportant, but just kind of like, hey, you know, if you ever saw something in my life, you know, that you thought would keep that heaven, you tell me, right? And, uh, uh, and he said, sure, I, sure I would. And then all of a sudden, God's like, now, you know, like, okay, I heard that. I've got that written down, you know. And then he did indeed have to follow through on that. So... Uh, And I started to say earlier about how I kind of had these fuzzy sort of ideas uh, or details about what I was going to talk about when I come in. And I found it funny because I told that to several people this week that I talked to just talking about how I appreciated the stuff that God was doing. Because I knew it wasn't me having all my duckies in a row. I was just coming in and God would do what he wanted to do. And, And so then... Today I was driving here, like, what on earth am I going to say when I get there? <laughs> you know? And uh I mean and I'd been thinking about, you know, uh first John four four, but I just I didn't even I had, you talk about fuzzy details, there were no details. I was like I thought, well, I could just read it and say, Lord bless you, we'll see you at the regular service in a little bit you know? but uh but you know, it's it's a precious thing because God does he just he knows how to get stuff done in your life. You know, I right after Ron had me start doing these, I asked him, I was like, Can I ask you a question? It seems like you just pick things out of the air sometimes. You know, sometimes you're just like, Hey, pick pick me a chapter, pick me a book, pick me a verse, just and and then he just starts talking about it and it and it all is exactly what God was gonna say, you know. And <laughs> Like, can I do that? <laughs> or can I just kind of pick something at random? And, uh, and he's like, Well, sure, because you know, you know that the whole Word of God is is good for edification. And you know, when you when you deal with somebody, if like somebody wants to talk to you about a problem they have uh, or something, you don't premeditate something. It's like, well, okay, well, give me a little bit, I'll, I'll get back to you. You know, you just start talking, and and the Word of God comes out. And he's like, it's the same thing. It's just everybody, there's like 30 people listening to you instead of one. <laughs> okay? So uh, so he says, you're of God, little children, and you've overcome them, because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. They're of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. But we are of God, and he that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us, and hereby we know the spirit of truth, in the spirit of error. So he just he makes this line just really kind of plain. He's like there there's us and there's them. You know, not in a you know, not in a hateful way. It's not like that old Looney Tunes cartoon where we have Yosemite Sam on this side and Bugs on this side and they keep like switching forts over and over again, but he's like, well, there's there's the he's like you're either in or you're not. You know, it's like he that's not with me, you know, he that gathers not with me scatters. So, um, I, I like how, how God uh, spells it out that plainly. It's like either you're with me or you're not. So he says, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And he that knows not God knows not God, or he that loves not, loves. That is not God for God is love so to have real genuine love I would need to know God you know that's an interesting thing because I mean, you know you, you see people in the world and they and they have love for one another uh, but it's interesting because I think you can only go so far with that you know and um, because if you're both growing towards god if you both have that same goal in your life then uh as a matter of course you would grow closer together but uh you know i like that he that loves not knows not god for god is love so you'd have to you'd have to know him to really have that love really move through your life and and uh and of course this love is not like the kind of like husband and wife love, or a friend love, or any of that kind of stuff. This is the the God love. This is agape, that that love that that uh, gives you what you need, not what you want. It's like more like a more like a parent sort of. It's this selfless kind of of love. <clears throat> and uh, you know, if you don't have if you don't have God in your life, then it is rather hard to put yourself aside. It's still hard to put yourself aside, but to, to put other people's needs in, in front of your own. You know, but that's what selfless love does. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Uh, you know, and I always thought that that's a great example of that uh, agape love, because of course that's the kind of love it uses in John three sixteen, because you know we we'd like all these other things, we'd like a cakewalk with Rose petals and you know bluebird of happiness on our shoulder and everything to be nice and easy and you know click your heels as you walk down the sidewalk into the sunset uh, and pie in the sky. But what God does is He has this narrow road and and a relationship and so it's not always a, an easy thing or a wonderful thing. But there's this sense of of Him being there and so it's okay and and because He doesn't want just everybody to show up for the stuff he wants you to want him you know nobody nobody wants to to have those those fair weather friends that kind of come and go depending on your fortune and uh and neither does god and so so i you know this this love i had read a definition of of agape that it gives the the object that is love not what it wants but what it needs and so he understood that well, I know you'd like all this nice easy stuff and, you know, uh name it, claim it to get your new Lexus and your, you know, two-story home in a gated community, but but what you need is is you, what you need is the blood, what you need is the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. And that's what you need. You know, and because, you know, when you get to the pearly gates, you're going to have to leave your Lexus behind, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you get to the Pearly gate, you to have to leave your Chevy Cavalier behind. I mean, you're not taking anything with you. I, I well, yours will probably last till you get there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not showing any signs of dying anytime soon. You know, and I stand corrected because I always thought of those things as like a little Kleenex box car that you just sort of use it up and throw it away. You know, I had a Cavalier. That's what I did. I just, threw, I just threw it away after I ran into somebody with it and destroyed it but, um, and there was really no no saving it, so um, but you know you we're not going to take any of those things with us it's the it's the things that God does in you and the things that he does in in uh in other people's lives through you those are the things that 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 last into eternity and 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 you all that stuff comes from him being in you. It doesn't come from anything that that you could do on your own other than to just let him do it you know it's uh it's kind of fun i feel like i have one sermon that i preach every week about just uh okay god's gonna do all this stuff all you gotta do is let him and go <laughs> so in this was manifested the love of god towards because god sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him here in his love not that we love god but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins that's one of my favorite verses ever, you know, because, you know, when somebody loves you uh, and they just, they pursue you and they love you, it's hard to just turn them away. You know, I, I knew somebody who really weren't interested in this guy and they thought, oh, generic muscular guy, whoop de doo but he just kept coming around and, and, you know, eventually she just couldn't help herself and she just loved this guy. You know, God does that. You know, you, when somebody loves you, it's kind of a flattering sort of thing. It's like, oh, thanks. That's great. I appreciate that. I, I, uh, I only ever had that just the one time, but, um, <laughs> which I appreciate. I'm glad. But, uh, you know, somebody suggested to Cynthia that she might, uh, might want to consider me, which I appreciate. Thank you. Check's in the mail. Um, been paying my tithes ever since. But, <laughs> but no, uh, it was funny because she said, huh, I'll have to think about that. And so, you know, being a, a prudent bargain shopper, she started watching.
1: <laughs>
0: and... uh if you saw that picture that that Amber had last Sunday, you'll know what I mean about bargain shopper. But uh, you know, no. But you know, the thing is, is she started paying attention. I was oblivious, and um, you know. But of course, I was also smitten. And uh, uh, I still remember the first time I saw her come in the church. I I was sitting over there, and uh, DJ had been here quite a bit longer than me, and so I just. <laughs> like who's that?
1: You
0: know, and of course, her mother was so glad that she was that none of her daughters were interested in those boys. <laughs> As well, she shouldn't have. You know, but uh, and then one of them got snared with one. Because once she talked to me and she found out how charming I was, then she couldn't get away from me. So yep, I always I always tease Cynthia that she married me under false pretenses because she thought she was getting, you know, this, and then she got this. But but I think that happens to us, and you know, we we fall in love with somebody, and it's easy to only see the the really great part and, and everything, and then uh, and then you commit to them, and you've you've made this decision that you're going to do this, and and. Uh, uh, when you live with somebody, um, then you learn a lot more about them, and sometimes it, you, it kind of takes you back to elementary school. Will you stop doing that, you know. And uh, <laughs> you can tell I was really young when I got married because we still acted like kids. But um, but God, He just He brings you through all that stuff, and and you know, love is the glue that gets you through all of that stuff, and. uh and so you know my uh we just kept polishing my aluminum foil, and eventually it you know became a little more like uh shining armor but you know, um, but you know God loving us, you know it's like you know he said in another place that you didn't choose me, I chose you, and so it's hard to turn that down. It's like you know when somebody Shows up and it's like, hey, you know, they they get get down on one knee in the in the hallway at the high school. Everybody's watching. And it's like, you know, it's like you know, come to Pisanos with me on Saturday. You know, it's like, how how are you going to turn them away? You know, <laughs> unless you're just cruel and heartless. But uh, you know, and and God knows that you know, if you if you give him a chance, that you're not going to be able to tell him no. Because he's just that wonderful. And so, so, so he chooses you. He loves you first. And then he wants you to make that choice back. And he doesn't demand that you do it. And, and he doesn't even talk to you about that right away. But over time, you come into this place where, uh, it's like, so how, how valuable is this relationship to you? It's like, well, very much so. It's like, okay, well, then, 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 then let's make these choices. And, and he just and he does that stuff, but you know the other thing that I love about this verse it says, Here in His love, not that he we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins." The word "propitiation" is a great word. Um, it's the same word that it used in the Septuagint for uh, the mercy seat, and so, so that He sent His Son to be the mercy seat for our sins, so. So here we have uh, this this great love that it's like you know just it's like you know hey I love you I'd like to just wipe everything else away I'd like to just let's just start fresh you and me and uh, what a deal is that you know when when you when your when your ledger's got all kinds of red in it it's really great when somebody says let's just let's just start over. It's just wipe the, the slate clean, and and that's and that's what God does, and and uh, I mean this, you know, First John is just a great book for that that whole concept. I mean, because he does just completely start you over again. You know, if you if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So not only are you uh, are you clean now. But he's he's gonna get in there and get rid of the stuff. He doesn't just put a band-aid on it. He gets in there with, with the with the salt and scrubs around in there for a little while and then you start sounding like my cat.
1: <laughs>
0: but it's quite pitiful, but but it's a but it's a great thing because God knows how how to make those things work right in your life. Uh beloved if God so loved us. Then we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, then God dwells in us, and His love is perfected in us. So that's an interesting thought. Then, so my my loving of God is uh, is mirrored in the way that I treat the people around me. You know, we uh, I was uh, I was talking to my kids about um, you know. How God says that you know there's there's two kinds of people. There's people with the spirit of God in them, and there's people that aren't. I was like, and honestly, I can't explain to you how you know how there are you know we have like white people, black people, Asian people, in, you know Native Americans, and all that stuff. I I can't really explain how all that came from the Ark. But I mean, if you look at the Word of God, then that that would be the conclusion you would come to. Like, but the thing is, is if God lives in me. Then what color is he? And so Jeremy pipes up immediately, white. He's like, now if he lives in nonpad, what color is he? Black. He's like, see? Exactly. So you get this. So God has no color then. So uh but the the point of that would be that, that if God lives in somebody, regardless of what you see on the outside, you're dealing with him. And 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 he I mean he spells that out throughout the 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 New Testament, but that the way we deal with one another is, is is that important? And so, uh, you know, I get excited when we're going to have a party. You know, I, I I slept in late yesterday and drugged myself out of bed. And uh, we had gotten Jeremy a new bike and we gave it to him first thing in the morning, uh, so he could enjoy it for a while before his party. And and uh, uh, he wanted to go over to the little walking trail out in front of Mike and Sarah's house, go for a bike ride. And, we were all still in our pajamas. He's just driving around in, in our driveway and like, well, we got gotta get ready for your party and I'm still in my pajamas and I haven't had any coffee.
1: <laughs> so you
0: know, but and and I was just I was really tired and I thought, Man, I, there's so much I gotta do in the next couple of hours. I really would like to just sit. But then I got to thinking, Man, all these great people are coming down to to you know, celebrate his birthday. Like all these it's like i got like 40 people with Jesus living in them coming down to my house today. It's like, how great is that? It's Like, I'm having church all day. And, and, uh, and better than that, my parents are going to be there, and they're going to be forced to talk to these people that have the <laughs> Spirit of God in them. So, and they mostly kind of sat off in the corner, but they did. there are some people that they know, and so they do talk to them. And I, right. You know, I mean, my dad worked with Amber for a while, and it's like, how did, how could you not love Amber? Yeah. You know, it's like we have like this monthly family dinner thing, and and so my dad made a point to invite her. It's like your family, come on down. So, you know, and and uh, so if you can, you know, if you can get that kind of response out of my dad, then there's definitely something about you. So, and I would call that the spirit of God. So, so loving one another is a, is a grand thing and you know, like here Zoe was all sick and she wanted to go home and we loaded up the, the van with all of the stuff for me to take her back home and still I just couldn't hardly drag myself away from talking to everybody and she fell asleep laying across the back seat of, of the van and uh no, but I just, it was such a blessing to get to spend all this time with all these people that that have the presence of God living in them, and uh, and just how how blessed that party was. I just I kept just thinking about that over and over again all evening. I was like that was the best birthday party I've ever had for one of my kids. That was so much fun, and and it it was a uh, a party predicated on the idea of war. You know, it's like you know I I didn't know if. You know, I didn't know if maybe somebody would expect me to come up with some sort of, I don't know, like, okay, so we're going to have teams. And like, I'm not one of those organize type of people. So I figured if anybody asks, you know, so what are the rules here? It's like, there are no rules. <laughs> so like, this is war, you know. And so, I mean, we haven't got everything figured out where we're going to put it yet. But our kitchen looks like a Nerf armory right now awesome. We had 800 Nerf darts for this party. We were like passing them out like party favors. Here, take some home. Take some home, please. <laughs> and uh, we still have hundreds of them. And uh, and quite a few guns. So it's probably going to be time for some more Nerf wars at the house. But. So, so, you know, the greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. So, what what would you have to fear then what what could go wrong in your life that God couldn't fix what could come against you that that God didn't see coming and and have a way through for you you know right so so that's what God does Jesus, we thank you for um, coming to to live in your people god to to make us more than just just people, God, but to, to make us of that new race of, of people born of Your Spirit, uh, God, that, that You've had down through the, the centuries. Uh, we are uh, grateful to, to be a part of that people. And God, today what we pray is that, uh, that You would just cause these things to, to take root in us and to grow, Lord, that, uh, that that love, that that agape love of Your Spirit would flourish inside of us, God, as, as we... Uh, continually uh, make these choices that allow you to grow as we continually surrender to the things that you would have in our life. And God, we just uh, we pray for that that heart of surrender, that heart of cooperation to do the things that you would have us to do. But God, beyond that, Lord, you you come to us with such a love that it, it's hard to say no to somebody you love, and and so it's not even a matter of. Uh, gritting our teeth and obeying you always, God. But but that that you uh, you court our heart and we fall in love with you, and 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 suddenly the the things that you want seem like they would be a, a grand idea, and and so we find ourselves doing those things that, that you would ask us to do. And so, God, I just pray that you would prosper your word in your people and in every person in this place. God, I commit to you. To get done in their life exactly what it is that you want done, God, nothing more, nothing less will satisfy us. And God, we just we thank you for your answered prayers. I just thank you again for touching Zoe last night, God. It was a blessing to have you do those things, Lord, and to to get in a place where uh, where I could say what your word tells me, and then and then have to stand on it because I, I would be ashamed to to go back on it. And God, we, we thank you for what you're doing. And God, we just we praise you and we glorify you. And we just pray that today you would do exactly what you want in this place. And and that your spirit would, would pour out in this place. God, we want that that fire of the Holy Ghost to to, to come through and and uh do everything that your spirit does in this place. God, and we're satisfied that 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 you do those things. God, and we just want to reach out and praise you today. Glorify your name for all that you've done for us, all that you're going to do for us, and in us, and through us, and to us. And God, we just pray that uh, your presence would do as only it can today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.